Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. and thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. I'm Whitney Wiley, and today I have with me Sarah Taylor, Catherine Ford, Kathleen L., and Claudette Anderson. How are you, ladies? Hello. Fabulous. And two of you are together today. How awesome is that? amazing we're totally blessed for sure (laughs) (laughs) it is the best when we can get together absolutely absolutely so we're going to continue our discussion FOMO sorry just had to throw it out there the FOMO is real right now (laughs) (laughs) I know we need to find our get it out I just wanted to get it out to let you guys know (laughs) I think that's fair I think that's fair so uh, we're going to keep in FOMO who has it right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm being vulnerable with my feelings fomo is in full effect (laughs) there we go we can flow now into back let's 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 do that flow thing i totally interrupted you there that's okay okay. we're gonna just jump right into it we're continuing our discussion about the single ladies and mm-hmm. when we ended last time we were talking about vulnerability just getting ready to dig into that and so let's talk about being vulnerable but not just our vulnerability but the vulnerability that men need to have or their maybe the challenge they have with that And Claudette, you were sharing how one of the ways that you help men with that is by giving them permission to ask you out, right? And saying, if you were to ask me out for coffee, and that helps them a little bit. So let's dig into that a little more. You know, I think what I was mentioning last time is men are the main ones that ask women out, right? And uh, not that a woman can't ask a man out. That happens too. However, in my world, you know, we all have our own little world. I most likely will not be the one to ask a man out mm-hmm. in the beginning. I may do that the third or fourth time. But to me, it just, it's a lot, it's sexier if, if a man asks me out. It establishes that. But for men... Think about how many women they need to ask out to get a yes. Like we, we really don't think about that. And so we were talking about how as a woman, you want to be the only one, of course. But from a man's perspective, I've heard so many men say it's a numbers game. And, and you know, women will go, what do you mean? Well, from a man's perspective, they've had to ask out quite a few women to get to a yes and the way a man evaluates a woman initially 
is, you know, let's get back to caveman, cavewoman. You, you know, here. <laughs> let's get, and it's procreation. It goes into scent. Like I think Sarah could have mentioned smell last time. Like what if, what if you don't like the way someone smells after you've been FaceTiming them and fallen in love? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. If you, it, everybody has a certain scent. And Nothing like a good smelling guy. Yeah. Instinctually that your scents have to match because if someone has that smell that you don't like, it is your body saying that's not a good mix for creation, for procreation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's an that's instinctual thing, right? So it, all of that comes yet unless they just ain't bathing. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, there is deodorant, folks. Come on, come on. So anyway, but that... I think that would be a deal breaker for me. That's not, like scent is that important to me personally. I, I think that would definitely be a deal breaker for me if I didn't like how he smelled. Right, right. I think it's a deal breaker. Who of us would want to be around? Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's a deal breaker, right? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. men, the way we can support our dating experience is to open the door and let a man know that we would say yes, or we would be willing to say yes. So that's just one way to, and then if he doesn't make the move at that point, I've mentioned that I was on a man break for a little while, Right because I've been working on building a business and I've just wanted to be alone for me. It's the first time in years that I have been, but I've told men that, you know, once I start dating again, there's been a couple of men that reached out to me and I said, you know, when I'm dating again, I potentially would say yes to that. So, yeah. So I also, yeah, I also (laughs) feel like to cut some men a little bit of slack here that, for the five of us, we come across as powerhouses, I, I believe, you know, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am because just this weekend I was told that I was a powerful woman. And for me, I was like, wow, like from a male's perspective, they see powerful women. What do they see? How confident are they to actually step up and say, you know, I think you're pretty powerful and I really like you. And would you be willing to have coffee with me? Or mm-hmm. I don't know that we as women make it easy for men to ask us out either. Well, and so yeah. defensiveness so think, or something. Yeah. It's almost like I think Claudette, it makes a really good point that one of the tips that if we as female are interested in a man, we could easily say, you know, if you ask me out for coffee, I would say yes. I love that. I I, I love, love that too. I and I've never. I was just starting. I mentioned last time. I've never personally asked a guy out because I agree with Claudette. Like I personally like to be pursued, and I tend to be attracted to guys that do pursue more in their masculine energy. And you know, but throwing it out there, I think, does open up that energy and. I also wonder about the energy we're putting off when we're out there to if is there an energy like that does say I'm available, you know, it like, I mean, I honestly don't know. I feel like being open and making eye contact and smiling and noticing like who's in the room, but then also, you know, like, you know, not being like too extra about it. Right. And so, um, I don't know, are you, when you're out and about, do you all, are you, 
Are you like intentional about the energy you're putting off? Do they oh, teach you how to flirt anymore? Is yeah. flirting a thing anymore? <laughs> well, I, some I people mean, say that my personality is flirtatious, even with women. They say some people. Some people say my my personality is just flirtatious. You're, you're a little sassy. I yeah. like it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I have to say that's that's backfired on me in the past that because that I mean, I love people and I want to smile at them and I want them to feel good when I'm around. <laughs> I enjoy that. And my former partners, former meaning three years ago and beyond, <laughs> they haven't really liked that much because I I just and flirtatiously, you're right. You're right, Catherine, that our energy can come off as flirtatious or it can come off as just being friendly. What is your intention? I think the real, the biggest for me, for someone who's listening is what's your intention? What do you want? And that's the energy that you're projecting. Yeah. And care about what your energy is going out because what goes out comes back. And be clear about what you want. You know, I was told recently that name 12 things that you want in a partner and, and be clear about what you want in a partner because once you are clear about those 12 things you want, not 25 pages, just those 12 things you want in a partner and visualize it, feel it, know it, and live it as if it's happening right now, that you oh, yeah. have it in your life in this moment. And that's what you're going to attract. I had, I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, I've done that. And that was one of the things I really learned big lessons, you know, being single, like currently and, um, you know, like know what's most important. I mentioned this last time, like what is the top values that must align you know, with my top values, like make sure those that there is alignment there, like first and foremost, whereas before I, I wasn't intentional about that. I was just, it was just more like, what is the emotion in the moment? Not like necessarily like intentional list of these super important top, you know, five values that is like, like you've got to believe in God. Like for me, you know, getting clear on that kind of thing, right? Where I wasn't necessarily prioritizing things like that, like that deep before, like spirituality, passion, things like that, which are so important to me, but I didn't prioritize them in a partner before. So I think yeah. that is super huge. Sarah, where did vulnerability play a part or how did or if it did play a part in your singleness as you moved into being married with Jeff? Really just being a partner with somebody to, you know, I remember early on, he kept having to say, we, Sarah, we, because I was very much I, 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 and I, had done that for so long and been single for so long. And, and thank God he was patient because I went on for years. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, I'm in this for six months and I fixed it. It The mentality of being vulnerable enough to be a couple, right? And that had to do with my deepest mindset about how I operated. And so giving up some of that independence immediately in the relationship to be a we 
And, you know, for a long time, I didn't have self-confidence that I could be a we, right? I I was insecure and I wasn't trusting the relationship. I thought that the, the we would fall apart. So sometimes the avoidance in the we was just protected. And, you know, he was patient and kind and loving about it. Thank goodness, because if it really had bothered him, it went on for a very long time that it would have bothered him, you know. And maybe he would tell me a different story. Maybe it did bother him more than I know. But being vulnerable on its deepest level for me to even become a we, we dated for 11 years. And it wasn't for Jeff's fault. It was me. You know, I had no examples in my family of what a good we looked like, right? Mm. And so... I was still trying to figure out if I could be a we for somebody. Um, that, it started there and it continues. I, I, a couple years ago, well, I want to say almost four or five years ago at this point, I discovered I didn't have very good language that was supportive of him, right? I didn't, I didn't even know how to praise him when he did something well. I had no vocabulary around it. And that makes me sound really bitchy. And you guys know I'm not, and I'm a very loving, nurturing, caring person. That's the deepest of my core, but I had no language and it, it broke my heart that he was with me for so long and I couldn't dive deep enough within myself to share my deepest feelings. And it came up, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were having an intense discussion and he goes, Hey, Hey, wait a minute. This isn't sounding right you are putting all of this on me. It's like, what are you really feeling? And when I opened up and said, I am really scared and I'm hurting right now. And, but those were the things I could never tell him before. So when we talk about vulnerability, I think it's, you know, 18 years later, still growing within us. And some of the language around it for me was needing to be created and, Sarah, we are so connected because that's exactly where I was heading. You know, I kept leaning in like I wanted to add something as you were talking. And and really, that's that's where vulnerability really comes in for me. Being vulnerable enough to say, you know what? I don't like this conversation and it's really hard for me to be vulnerable enough to share share with you that because what I was taught as a young child, speaking my truth or speaking up could cause harm. Physical, emotional, in every way possible, that could cause harm. So what I had created was this, this wall around my heart of protecting myself. So if there was something I didn't care about, I withdrew or I just went along with it and saying, oh, it doesn't really matter. I'll just go along with it. And then in the end, in the multiple, what did I call it? The um, serial dater or the serial professional serial. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Serial marrier, whatever it is. uh, (laughs) it, It was really out of the need to be loved and they really what they weren't loving me because it wasn't me. I was compromising everything about me. So what does a couple look like? What does a partnership look like? It means that we both are vulnerable enough to be able to share where we're coming from in a healthy way and not hiding, not hiding, not, not completely giving up of your, your own values. And I think it goes back to what you said, Catherine, is really knowing who you are and what you need and what you want. 
And being able to speak that in an authentic, really heartfelt way, not in a, an aggressive right. way. That's so, we're so in sync because yeah. now you've said, both of you, Sarah and everybody, real vulnerability is starting to understand that I'm going to go deeper. Mm-hmm. You are spirit. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of perceived weaknesses and threats. And if you understand at the core of your being who you really are, your spirit, you're always protected. You're eternal. You are in this human body for right now, but you're really spirit. And when you understand that, what we do, because we've had hurt, we've had a broken heart, is we turn our heart into stone. But when you do that, it's a false protection and it doesn't allow life force to go through it. And so real vulnerability is understanding who you are, spirit, and that in this moment, I can hold the space for you to be who you are and I can hold the space for me to be who I am. In dating, this is going back to dating, I can actually allow you the safety to not criticize and judge you, but to let you show me who you really are. Mm-hmm. you know, and vice versa, instead of being defensive all the time. So if I'm not afraid, if we can step out of fear and into just knowing that, hey, we're, we're meeting this person, let's just get to know this person, let's see if we're a match. And some, that takes a little time, you know, so I'm not into this really fast paced, let's go on a date. And now it's all hot and heavy and every, I, that's not going to happen because what happens is that's great for about a month or two. And then it fizzles out. You don't really know each other. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. The Celestine <laughs> prophecy just barely that I, I read it. I watched the movie and I've read it again. You know, like I, I am so in line with this book and it talks about how when we get involved in relationships oftentimes when it's that hot and heavy up front you're giving your energy away to the other person they're taking your energy and then you're taking their energy and that's not sustainable and so how you sustain a relationship is you you draw from the divine and you keep your energy and you allow it to flow back and forth. You don't take or depend on someone mm. else's energy. You allow it to flow naturally. Which is beautiful. And, and you stay in line in the divine energy and it just feels amazing when you stay true to yourself and it just flows. And if, if that flow isn't feeling right, then, then that person's not meant to be your partner. And that's okay. And there's, right. There's yeah. how many billion people on earth? Yeah. It's, we have this feeling like it's not going to work. Now I'm rejected. Oh no, life is terrible. No. no, that could be the divine saying that's not the divine choice. So for me, I'm asking for the divine choice at the right time. And I'm not really worried about it. So I I have that trust, right? I have that trust that that's going to happen. I don't have to really worry about it. And when the nudges come up, those little nudges go here, do this, join. It might be join this, join that. Follow the nudges. But, But can I give you the gift of maybe even you not being your best self and maybe not even being nice to me for a moment? And can I give you the space 
And at the end of that, can I not let, I probably won't let that into my heart. I'll, I'll put it on the table in front of me. That's the table technique is just put all the stuff on the table in front of you. If it, if it doesn't feel quite right, so you can look at it, but hold the space for somebody as they're saying something, protect your heart in that sense to where any negative energy doesn't go in all the good energy, but see that person in their highest form Mm -hmm. and understand that we're all on this journey. We're all brothers and sisters. We're not perfect and give a little grace instead of judgment. Even if it's a guy you're dating, if it's a friend, whoever it is, to me, that's vulnerability. I can hold this space for you to be all that you are, good or bad. And you know what? I can also hold grace for you and I can hold a higher vision for you so you can step into that when you're ready. And I can send you love. And, you know, if if you're saying something to me that isn't positive, I can say, what do you need from me you haven't asked for or what, you know, tell me more because maybe I'm getting feedback on something I need to fix about myself. Right. So I think when we're dating, we get this defensiveness going and we're on guard and, you know, I've dated people, you know, one time that are players. Right. And I'm sitting here going, you ain't doing nothing but playing. So I'll look at them and go, you kind of playing right now. I said, you're more than that. I think it's important to speak your truth up front, you know, because especially in the early phases, as you're talking, Claudette, I'm totally thinking about this situation that literally just happened. I think I shared it with you when I was driving home from New York this weekend. But, you know, this guy that I've been texting, and this all goes back to vulnerability and speaking up more up front, which has been part of my journey, like Kathleen, you know, that fear of speaking up and like the repercussions from that, that just go way back and way deep. Like, that's one of the ways that I'm like working on being more vulnerable. It just guess vulnerability is opening up and just speaking our truth, right? And Sarah, I just want to thank you for that gorgeous share a minute ago, because it really, I related to so much what you're talking about, like, you know, the, you know, opening up and the independence and, you know, kind of the, 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 the fear of getting hurt and also losing ourselves in the process and letting go and always having to be come from such a place of strength, like our whole entire life. I think all of us can relate to that. And then all of a sudden we're in relationship with somebody and it's like, Oh, that all just, a lot of that needs to like release. And you said it so beautifully when you just said, I just feel scared. It really mm-hmm. just comes down that. to that. It was so gorgeous. Cause that also for me, it's like digging through some of my own layers, you know, and going, it's just fear, you know? And, Thank you for that. But so this back to this text real quick. Like I've been talking, texting. We met on a dating app, texting back and forth for like a month or so. We both had super busy schedules. And so it's like he he knew I was coming back from New York. First of all, you know, it's been a lot of texting, which I like a phone call. But, you know, I get it on the go, whatever. I've enjoyed the text messaging. So. I've kind of stuck in there, but usually that gets old for me to just, you know, this is how I feel. But anyway, so I'm like, he texts me in the morning and is like, yeah, I can, you know, it's like a 9 a.m. text. Well, I can hang out between 9 and 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. today. And, you know, I hadn't heard from him in a couple of days. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah, I can hang out today over the next couple hours for our first date, for our first date, you know, like. 
Right. And he's, and I wrote back and I'm like, you know, I got to just put this out there because this that was a thumbs down um, motion. If no one saw that, that's a thumbs down. All our listeners, you can't see us, but I'm getting the thumbs down all the way around here. All the, all around. It was five. It was like 10 thumbs down. And it was quick. It was real quick too. So it was a quick thumbs down. So I'm like, listen, like, you know, I'd love to go out sometime, but I'm going to need, I have a lot going on. I'm going to need more than just like a couple hour notice, you know, and he said a few things and I haven't really heard from him since then, you know, but I think that it's important to, you know, to speak our truth like that and also like sets our standards. Right. And I'm feeling relieved that I haven't heard from him because I've been like, my time is valuable. Like I don't have Sometimes I, it's challenging to just find the time to like text the most important people in my life back. Like, so I guess what I get to release that energy and open up to new things to somebody that whatever the, I, the value of the time management, the best busy schedules. Like I figured we had all that, that was all kind of unsaid. Like, so anyway, but it put it, we put it out there and now, you know, I'm getting to see this early on. I just piping in one more time. You you said it, Catherine, is be who you are. Like, I mean, in the shortest clips possible, be who you are and be confident with that. And if it's not right with this person, then that person is not your person. Yes. You know, it's just exactly. not your person. Exactly. This week and I shared that I was going to arrhythmia and going to experiment with some ayahuasca with the person I was talking with for about an hour, which was fun. It was a great conversation. I was telling another friend that, and she goes, are you sure you should have told them about ayahuasca? And I'm like, absolutely I am because that is who I am. Like that is, I am experimenting in all these spiritual things. And if that doesn't work for them, then that's okay. And you're not meant to be in my life. So I'm not hiding who I am anymore. Yes. Amen. Yes. One, of, yes. one of my coaches say to me and reminds me of this, because we work on relationships in our coaching quite a bit. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. I love right? that. You can't yes. say the wrong thing to the right person. And I have written that on my heart. And it's my mantra when I start to get scared, you know, going back to just the fear, it's just the fear. And so, you know, working in vulnerabilities into the day to day life helps us become more vulnerable, I believe. So, yeah, so that I wanted to share the text message came up. It's so recent. So I just wanted to share that on here. I want to share something. We all have this fear of loss or fear of you know, we won't find the right person or whatever, but what is divinely yours is yours and cannot be taken away. And it cannot be rushed. And it, right. It can't be rushed. And it's in the surrender of that. And so, you know, Whitney opened up with the energy question, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we all, I love all of your energy. <laughs> like that's why we're, yes. we're the five five. I love, I love you guys. <laughs> But I remember specifically when I decided not to date for a little while, I intentionally said in my mind, I don't even want to waste my time, Um, you know, because I would go out to eat or whatever and guys would talk to us, you know, I'd be with friends and I I said, you know, tonight it's not going to happen. It's getting shut down. 
So I shut that energy down. And it was really funny because it happened right after I had friends that witnessed it and we're going out to eat and this guy comes up, he buys us all a drink. He's talking to me. And then all of a sudden his eyes kind of shift and he goes, well, have a good night. They go, I could swear he was going to ask you out. I go, I shut that shit down. Like, so you can shut it down or you can open it up. It's all with intention. Alison Armstrong teaches this, like, you know, her energy when she, her husband has passed away, I think it was just within about a year ago or a little over a year ago. But when she was you know, married, her thing was, I'm married, I'm gracious, but I'm not available. You can have the, you know, the intention of I'm available. I'm available, but my intention is I'm available to the divine choice mm-hmm. at the right time. Divine timing, divine choice, all of that. So that's just where I'm at because I'm not changing my energy for anyone. I'm going to be authentically me because nothing else is sustainable, right? That's right. right. It's not. not. And so I'm resisting that. I had a relationship in 2018 where I lost myself for seven months. And I realized that. And thank goodness I did have the truth because I kept doing truth sessions on myself. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, and But I realized I downplayed my energy. I downplayed my goals, who I am, everything. It kind of just became who I thought I should be. And my daughters were like, what the hell are you doing, Claudette? And I will never do it again. It wasn't his fault. It is all on me. Mm-hmm. And so pay attention to who you are in the presence of that person. Can you be yourself? Absolutely. I love that. I love that. You know, as we begin to wrap this up, I think that conversation about vulnerability has been a good one. You know, I think that message of you have to be who you are, right? At all times in every relationship and every situation. And the two things, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. And what is divinely yours cannot be taken away. Such great wisdom in in both of those. Um, But what I'd like to do a little shift, it's not total shift, but a little shift is for um, each of us to just talk about what we're grateful for or were grateful for as part of the single journey to becoming married for those of us who are married and for the three of us who are single, just what are you grateful for as part of this journey? Yeah, I can start. So I am grateful for, you know, when the times when I'm single and going through relationships you know, I'm grateful for the learning, right? That I, when I get to be single and I get to reflect and learn and grow. And one of the things that I'm grateful that I've learned is that love is not conditional, right? When I was in relationships before, I was like looking for them to love me a certain way so I could be comfortable, mm-hmm. right? When that was just a reflection of my shit, right? Like that. That was my work right there. So I got to look back on that and learned that the most important relationship is with myself and no one is ever going to be able to fill that role. I got to 
I have to fill that in me. So the most we had a, a show on this, the most important relationship is with ourselves, bring our whole selves in, trust ourselves, love ourselves first. And uh, it just trust to just trust and believe that I'm going to make the right decisions for me and follow that that intuition. I had like five lessons in that one little rant there. So, but yeah, take that. <laughs> that, was all good. that was all good learning. That was awesome. <laughs> Just quickly, everything that I've learned, every every step of the way, I believe everything happens divinely to cause us to awaken and grow. I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for, you know, I'm even grateful for the times that I felt my heart was broken because, you know what, those are the times that I can lean into the divine and I can get the healing. But I also get the strength. Like if we're not afraid of being hurt and we know we can be healed, there's nothing to fear. And we can give a relationship all that we have and have no regrets if it does end. We can understand that it ended because that was how it unfolded and we don't have to regret, you know, so that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I know now I don't have to compromise who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for every man that's taught me that I am extremely grateful for the three years hiatus that I (laughs) consciously chose to spend a lot of time and healing through some limiting beliefs and, and blocks and, you know, soul, soul wrenching experiences that I've been able to move through. And I'm grateful now that my heart is open enough to be able to let someone in that's right for me. Mm. Well, I'm certainly grateful that I was dating in a time when it was okay to date a lot right? Mm. You know, the generations before that weren't necessarily up for dating quite a bit. So what that experience gained me was a really good list of what I didn't want to tolerate in my life. Mm. So I'm grateful for the guy who looked over my shoulder every single time, reminding me that I wasn't the center of his attention, right? So now I knew I didn't want somebody to always be looking for the next shiny object. I needed, I wanted respect and I wanted to be the center of his attention. Mm. Um, So the little things that came out of the ability and the experience to date a lot, the lessons, my list, I don't know, somehow I went backwards and said, these are the things I don't want. (laughs) Not the 12 things I did want, but the 12 things I don't want. The guy who was always late for a date by hours sometimes, you know, no, my time's valuable, but you don't realize that that, you know, matters until (laughs) I'm getting a bunch of thumbs down ladies (laughs) 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 that our time's valuable, you know, or, or to stand up for that's just a hell no. That's a hell no. Yeah, like knowing what we don't want is just as valuable, if not more, than knowing what we do. Knowing getting into what we don't want leads us to what more of what we do want. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that's beautiful, Sarah. How about you, Whitney? So, you know, definitely grateful for, I would say, the bad relationships. I was not a good dater, I didn't date. Right. I was a serial monogamist and it was 
you know, from one relationship to another, I probably would take some time in between where I would, I would have the thought, oh, I need to, you know, figure out what went wrong or, and mostly I thought it was what was wrong with me. And there came a time where I realized it wasn't that there was anything wrong with me, but my, let's say my picker was broken, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I was definitely, but I was choosing from my brokenness or from the pain side of me. And so I shut off being vulnerable for sure. I had one guy ask me if I hated men. And I was like, no, I, I love men. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that vibe from you, right? <laughs> you know, it, it, and that made me stop and think. And I went through a period of very conscious, I can't say conscious on dating because I just said I didn't really date. But there was a, a, a six-year gap where I made the conscious, intentional decision that I was done. And I needed to figure me out. I needed to figure out what I want, what I didn't want. And so I'm really grateful for that time in that singleness when I finally came to a place when I was willing to embrace being single because that allowed me to open up to be willing to be a couple, right? And and Sarah, I, I had that same struggle that you had from being single so long to being part of a we. And it's a transition. And so I would like to sort of leave with that. You know, every season has a purpose. And as you go from one season to another, it's a transition. And we have to embrace the transition as much as the season on either side, right? The change is a moment in time. The change from being single to being in a couple or being married, it's a moment in time. But the transition is much longer. And we have to learn to embrace that transition and flow I'm going to use Catherine's word and flow with that. I love when you do that. (laughs) So, you know, you guys, yes, yes. You're wrapping, but Sarah, when you made the point uh, that he held, he was patient. Mm -hmm. He held the space for you. That patience allowed you to grow. That patience allowed you to experience safety with him. You know, I just think that's beautiful. I wanted to point that out. It's just absolutely beautiful when we gift someone that space and we're patient with them, not quick to judge, but just to hold the space for them to get safe, become safe with us, right? Like showing them we're here no matter what. You know, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and I know that we're wrapping, but I have to (laughs) join one more thing. I do have to, because it's this isn't about male bashing, you know, for me... And and I'm with you, Whitney. When I was dating, I was always dating, but it was always with one person. It was monogamous. You know, like it was definitely with one person. And I hurt a lot of men. Like I I was always the one to break it off. Yes. And so with this out here is that we as women hurt men too. It's not just men hurting women. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to 
honestly and authentically say I am sorry for all the pain that I may have caused any particular person, whether male or female, not in dating, just male dating. But, (laughs) you know, like it is real. It is true. And that we just have to be conscious or I I get to be conscious now and how I I decide to move in any relationship in our life, in my life. And I hope that this episode or these last two episodes have assisted you in just exploring how you show up in your relationships. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I'm going to let that be the final word. (laughs) Let that be the final word. So thank you. It's always a pleasure spending time with you ladies. And it's always a great honor to share our experiences with you. And we are honored that you listen and thankful that you're a part of our lives. So ladies, love you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.